Welcome to the Gladiator Seminars Podcast. Host Aaron Chavez each week brings you an inspiring person, interesting topic, or message to help inspire you to reach higher levels of awareness in your life and business. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Here we go. Let's start the seminar. Hey guys, Aaron Chavez here with Gladiator Seminars Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. We are going to be talking about homelessness in America. We, as you guys I'm sure have noticed by now, everyone's noticed, there is a lot of homeless people that are on the street nowadays. If you go to Seattle, if you go to Portland, if you go pretty much to any (laughs) medium to small size city, uh, you're going to notice it. Large cities, there's just, uh, just if you go to Portland, they're laying on the street. Uh, they're um, everywhere. They're holding signs. And if you go back five, ten years, I, I try to go back. I don't remember it being as bad as it is right now with all the homeless people around. Uh, living in Spokane, you go pretty much, again, driving down the street, you're going to see people holding signs. Every ethnicity, every age group. Um, it's very, to me, it's just so sad to see these older people that are in their 60s uh, plus that are holding these signs. And I just ask myself, what the heck happened? I mean, why are they in this situation right now at this point in time in their life? You see a lot of younger uh, people also uh, holding signs that seem to be homeless. I've heard uh, that there's actually the the thought is that there's a third of homeless that are addicts uh, they're they're addicted to something um, uh, meth some kind of drug um, and then the also there's a third that they uh, are also um, just basically anarchists they just don't want to have anything to do with government they just want to live off the grid and then the other third, uh, apparently, I've heard, again, I don't know if this is true, so you got a third that are addicts, a third that are anarchists, and the other third, uh, there's significant mental health issues that they're dealing with. So whether that's true or not, I do not know. Uh, there's something that is not right, though, with um, all these homeless people that are just around the country. Uh, there's something that's happening, I believe, in our country. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, it could be the mental health issues. It could be it could be the addiction issues because I know it's touched every family in America in some form or fashion. It's touched mine, um, and it's just a scary thought to think when you, if you have a family member that's that's homeless that they're out there, they're living on the street, they don't know when their next where their next meal's coming from, um, and I actually was taking my kids out. We we had uh, lunch. Uh, downtown I'm actually getting into my car uh, getting ready to start the car and this guy comes walking up to me and he says hey sir uh, do you have do you have any change and I looked at him I said yeah I I have some change for you and as I'm looking for some change I said to him hey you know there's actually a lot of work out there if you're interested in construction if you're interested in uh, that type of work uh, you, you could get a job tomorrow pretty much and he says, sir, I love that kind of work. He says, um, but I lost my uh, ID. I lost my license. And he says, I was speeding, 
they took my license from me. I have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fines right now, so I cannot get my I cannot get my uh, license back. So I can't go to work. And so I just said to him, "Hey, I, I I understand you have to have a license to to get a job or some kind of ID form of ID, but uh, you need to think about it." I said, "I wish you the best." Um, so that's kind of where this idea for this podcast came from. So. Uh, you guys are going to be listening to some interviews, went out, did some interviews with some homeless people, and I think it's really going to be an eye-opener for you guys. So with that, um, go ahead and let's get started. Okay, I have there's some homeless people over here. I'm going to pull over, see if I can talk with them for a few minutes, just about what their situation is and how they're doing and kind of what life is like uh, out here living on the street. So... Uh, I wish me some luck. Let me pull over there and see what they what they working on. Hey guys, how you doing? Best we can. How are you? Hey, good, good. Hey, do you you wouldn't mind if I talked to you for a few minutes, would you? Huh? You wouldn't mind if I talked to you for a few minutes, would you? Sure. Well, I do a podcast. It's called Gladiator Seminars. So I just wanted to uh, pull up and, and talk to you real quick because uh, I'm doing a podcast. This week's podcast is on uh, homelessness in Spokane and across the nation. And I really believe that everyone has a story to tell. And I wanted just you to give, a, give your, your story to the people in Spokane, the people that hear my podcast so I guess my first question to you is, how did you how did you end up homeless? I came here with my family to help out some people. Okay. And uh, when we got here, uh, basically we were victimized by drug addicts that said they could live in oh, a handicapped man's house because they had a letter sent there. So I went to help get these bad people out of the house, and on account of that, I got an assault charge, and I went to jail. And I just got out of jail a year ago, which is why I'm homeless now. Okay. But like I said, the law about anybody being able to have a letter sent to your home and that gives them residency in your home, that's not a good law at all. Because that's a, I, know, I know a lot of guys in my same situation where that's happened, trying to help out family members, and they end up in jail. I was never a felon. I was never in jail before I ever came here. I came here when I was 50, and I've caught two felonies since I've been here two years. Since you've been here two years, yeah. you've been in jail. So, yeah. so, so what's it like for you now? You're homeless right now. Uh, so what's a what's a day a typical day look like for you? Uh, usually we're up at seven. Uh, we try to deal with you know uh, what we have to eat, stuff like that. Feed my dog. We go out and try to panhandle for the day. Uh, if it gets too hot, come in around lunch. You know, see how we're doing. Uh, we panhandle in the afternoon sometimes. And uh, we're very we're very blessed because there's a lot of Christians that help me with my dog okay. and, and a lot of dog food and stuff like that. You know, they're real cool like that. And he actually has a. Quite a few people that just come up and see him every yeah, regular. So he, he's a good-looking dog for yeah. for everyone wanting to know what he looks like. He's gray and white. He's a big uh, uh, pit bull, and he's just got, he's a beautiful dog. The sucker looks like he's like a the king of the pit bulls or something, man. He he's a good-looking dog. What's his name again? Todd. His name's Todd, and your name? I'm Robert. In Robert. So so you pan How much do you make? How much do you make pan uh, Yesterday I did pretty good. I, had, I made thirty-five bucks yesterday. Thirty-five bucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, it varies day to day, up okay. and down, depending on time of the month, stuff like that. Cool. So, um, how dangerous 
is it on, on the streets here in Spokane, do you think, in, as, a, as a homeless person? I was uh, attacked and stabbed last December, stabbed in the lung. And you know, a guy sure. actually uh, maced me in the face and he stabbed me while I was down. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But none of my friends got hurt. It was me and my five friends were making dinner. Here, uh, here somewhere on? Uh, right down the street where the bank, there used to be a credit union that was closed. Uh -huh. We used to hang out underneath the canopy there. And uh, we uh, getting all our stuff together. I was chopping up some vegetables and stuff to make dinner. This guy comes into our camp, started talking a bunch of shit. I got in between him and the other guys, and the guy sprayed me with mace, tried to run, and he stabbed me. So the ambulance came and all of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, 16 hours intensive care. I was in the hospital for four days. Wow. Chest tube, all that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just because somebody was hating on homeless people. You know? So I'm, I'm not smart enough to run from danger, apparently. So so this guy was homeless or not homeless? Uh, no, no, he's a transient. Oh, he's a transient. So transient to you means he moves around transient, a lot? Transient, he lives in an RV, he moves around. Okay, he moves around. How many, do you see a lot of people living in their cars and RVs? Lots, lots. You see a lot of people that they move their RVs around a lot, they move their cars around a lot. Now, Walmart used to be kind of cool with people camping there, but the bad people made it where they, they, not a lot of people could camp there anymore. So Yeah. So, um, so what's your plan for getting off the street then? Uh, let's see, get my disability together and then uh, go from there. Because once I get my disability, then I qualify for, for housing. So, what's it going to take to get the disability? You got paperwork you got to fill out I've then? Been, I got to re start resubmitting paperwork again. So, okay, yeah. okay. Because they say it normally takes two to three years to get it. I tried once before, but then I was in jail for a while. So, I got to go back and start all over again. But now that I'm over 52, they say I have a better chance of getting it after 52. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you get it. So... You know, you seem like a very smart man. I and, think so. And uh, so, and you're not on drugs or anything like that. I drink beer, but I mean, yeah, you drink beer, but that's. So, it. what would you say the percentage of people that are homeless uh, that are that are on that are addicts versus guys well, like you that just had a kind of a bad, you know, some uh, bad. Well, set of you know, the addicts aren't really homeless. They live in what they call trap houses. Okay, and they, they just uh, they go into trap houses where they can do their drugs and all those stuff. The only time they leave is when they go out, got to go out and, and steal stuff or, or whatever to make that money for the drugs. Okay. Those are the kind of people that steal stuff. They sneak into your cars and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? They steal from the homeless people. You know how much stuff I've lost myself? I mean, just the other day, like two weeks ago, I had a nice start. It was on top of my, or my cart. It was tied down. I go to the bathroom, come back, and it was gone. Somebody just walked by and took it on my car. grabbed it mm -hmm. and took off. Yep. And they'll sell it probably. Right? Uh, they'll, they'll use it or tear it up or, or whatever, you know, trade it for dope or whatever. But you know. not every, you're saying not every homeless person is an addict then. Oh, no, no. Most of the addicts, you don't see that, like the, the homeless like us that are out here, we're not the addict people. The addicts are the ones that hide, like I said, in the alleys and the trap houses and stuff like that. I'm okay. saying they're always, their idea of a hustle is to either sell drugs, do drugs, help other people do drugs. That's all they do. It's, that, that's all they do. Trap houses. Yeah, trap okay, houses. That's, that's the where, first time I've that's heard they, that term. They, they call it trap house because once you go there and you start doing drugs, you're trapped. You can't get out. Gotcha. It's kind of a joke, but I mean, it's, that's what they do. Is they, uh, and that's what they, with this law saying they can have a letter sent to someone's home and then automatically establish his residency uh -huh. there, that's how they do that. That's how they trap a place out. They'll find somebody that can't take care of themselves, try to be like, okay, we'll come help like clean your place up for you. Uh -huh. Problem is, when you're cleaning their place, your place up, you're throwing your valuables in the garbage too. Later on, they come back and steal stuff out of the garbage. Yeah. And because you can't get them out, once they have a letter sent there, the people that live in the house, what, what are they going to do? Either stay there with the, home, with the drug addicts or leave. So they're running homeless, I mean, regular people out of their homes because they can get a letter sent to the house and it says they live there. That's crazy. That, that law is really messed up. That's, I've never heard of anything like that before. You know, there's no way that somebody should be able to do that yeah. and be able to say they can live in your home. And like I said, I, I, the policeman literally said, do you live here? I said, no, sir. He says, we have nothing to say. Really? I mean, yeah. So, and like I said, eventually this man lost his home, two pieces yeah. of property, his car, his motorcycle, and everything. Yeah. We still didn't do any good, even yeah. after all we went through. 
You know, they still came back and they still prevailed. Yeah. You know. So if you're you were gonna say be able to say one thing to people, my listeners, people in Spokane, you were just to tell them one thing about you that you would want them to know, what would it be? I'm a good Christian with five grown children. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. You're a good Christian, five grown kids. You're you're doing the best you can. I don't steal stuff. I don't use drugs. I'm not that guy. I don't, I don't crap outside. I'm the only homeless guy that's got a, a trash bag on his cart. People stretch all this. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. I wish you the best. Thank you. And I'm it? hoping, can we, is there, where could I, where could, if I was to look for you in a couple weeks, three weeks, just to kind of check on you, see how you're doing? In this area. This area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In between McDonald's down there and Costco. And Costco. Okay. All right, brother. Have All a good right, day. Thank, Thank you, sir. You appreciate yeah. it. Hope that works out for you. Yeah. So, um, I what I do is I basically do a podcast called Gladiator Seminars Podcast. And uh, this week's episode is about homeless people. And uh, because I believe everyone has a story to tell. Yeah. And I, I believe people want to hear your story. And so I guess my question to you is like, how did you end up? homeless how did you end up homeless um it was it was a crowd it was like the my neighbors just caused a bunch of problems for me all of a sudden like a group of them okay and uh and i just you know it was too much problems for me so i i I didn't actually get kicked out but i decided you know i chose to move so you moved away from your neighbors yeah, I moved, but um, I, I didn't have a place to go, go to, so I went to the um, UGM. I thought I could start over from there, but... What, now, what's that? What is that? New GM? What's that? UGM. UGM. Yeah, it's um, Union Gospel Mission. Oh, Union. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. And yeah, it just didn't, didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Okay. So, um, so where do you live in now? I mean, like, tell me, like, what your night, like, looks like. Where do you go? Where do you sleep? Um, I, I sleep at HOC. Or outside. Outside, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I prefer outside because it feels better. So, uh, where were you at before the Union Gospel Mission? Did you live here in Spokane in, a, in a, an apartment or something? Or uh, I, before the Union Gospel Mission? Yeah, we're. I mean, like, how did you end up on the street? Uh, <laughs> like I said, I just. Uh, it was my neighbors. Um, Your neighbors caused the issue? Yeah, they just started, like, like talking, like, really bad about me and um, telling my landlady and just causing a bunch of problems for me. And they had a list of things that wasn't even true about me. So mm-hmm. I just, I just, I didn't want to be there. So just too, um, I was just too, uh, what do you call it? Too much drama? Yeah, too much drama. It was okay. I didn't I couldn't I didn't want to live there. Okay. So um so what's your plan what's your plan for getting off the street? I mean like what are you what are you gonna have to do to get back on your feet, you think? Um, I um I what do you call it? Uh, I applied for some housing, like housing projects. Uh-huh. And then I I'm gonna go to Snap. What's Snap? What's that? Uh it's the what is it? Spokane neighborhood neighborhood action program. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then 
And then also there's HFCA, which is another housing program. Okay. So how do you... Um, so I see, are you on... Are, are you, no, I want you to be straight with me here. Are you on, on something? Are you an addict or anything like that? Um, right, no, I just... Well, I'm, I drank a couple beers thing. Okay. But yeah, are been, you... I've been struggling you, with um, alcohol. Alcohol, any meth use at all? Drug, or? Alcohol and drugs. <laughs> alcohol, marijuana, not marijuana or anything harder than that? Harder than that. Harder than that, okay. Yeah. But it's not like the main thing. I just, the main thing I do is just drink a couple beers. I mean a couple beers. I drink mainly, that's what I do. Yeah. Mm. So if you were to, if you could like tell Spokane people like <clears throat> your story or like, like one thing about you that they, you'd want them to know, what would it be do you think? One thing? Yeah, or anything. What would you want to tell people that are concerned about homeless people in Spokane? I mean, what, what um, would you say to them to, to get them to know, you know, help them know you and your struggles that you're dealing with? I don't know. Um, what, would the, what would you want them to know about you? Well, I don't want to stay on the streets. You don't want to stay no, on the streets. I mean, yeah, but for the time being, I really don't. It's not. Um, they make it. It's comfortable, you know, in some places, but. But still, yeah, it's like. Drugs and alcohol are always there, so that's kind of gets in the way a little bit. Yeah. So where do you get your drugs and alcohol from? Just from dealers here on the street, uh-huh. then. Um. No, I just I just get it for free usually. I don't even I don't look for it. It just comes to me huh. usually. So how dangerous it is, is it on the streets of Spokane? Would you um, say? Uh, on a scale from like one to five, five. It's not being, really that dangerous. I think I think um, just if you disrespect someone that will cause a problem, but I don't really see too much of that. Um, normally they look out for each other down here. People do. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What was your What was your name again? Leslie. Leslie. Mm. Do you have family here in Spokane, or? Um. A few, but not not too much. You have sisters or brothers or mom. I have dad? a brother and a mom, but I just I don't feel I don't want to be there. It's just you, too frictional. Too much drama again. Yeah. Where Where did you go to school at, Leslie? Um, I went to Havermount. Where's yeah. that? Here in town? I went or? to Bancroft and in, in um, elementary. Then I went to our junior high. Then I went to um, uh, Havermill. It's okay. over on um, Knox. Okay. And right by Northwest Boulevard. <clears throat> okay. How old are you? 35. 35. Yeah. So your plan for getting off the street is what? Um, well, I've kind of started. I just kind of kind of broke you know broke down for a little bit but because when i saw you you looked pretty emotional i was like is that is she okay let me pull over i'm doing this podcast let me see if i can help her Mm -hmm. you you know you yeah i just been having a hard time lately these past few months with just emotional and like i don't want to say like mental and like other people talking crap you know talking to me about Stuff. stuff that just yeah. makes it makes life really hard for me. Yeah. 
and yeah, that's pretty much it. Are there homeless people on the, that are talking about you? Um, they're not really. Well, no, not really. They just. Um, I don't know what they mean. I don't think some of them like me. But, um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's just, like, people that I've met before in my life, but they don't, they don't actually stay down here. Yeah. Or, you know, like, um, uh, family members, you know, all constantly judging me, and I just, I don't, I don't like feeling that, feeling that way because... I don't do that to them. Yeah. You know? I see your hand. You got a pretty good sore on your hand. Yeah. What's that from? It's from a. Um, it's like a. A rubber burn. Rubber burn. A rubber burn. Yeah, it's from rubber. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, I, did, I didn't do it intentionally. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Don't go that far. <laughs> so, what's your plans for tonight? Um. Oh crap. What are you gonna do? I mean, like, what what is your thinking for like? dinner tonight or like finding a place to sleep like what's your thought process um uh, probably down at um the Methodist Church Methodist Church standing. yeah and I'm just gonna um walk down to the other side of town for a second go check my mail and come back okay well I wish you the best Leslie, I yeah. you know I want you I want you to get off the street and yeah me too definitely but are you do you are you do you feel are you a religious person spiritual person yeah I am I um yeah I'm I'm a considered a Christian have you have you been going to that Methodist church or what have you been doing? no I go to the healing rooms the healing rooms mm-hmm. where's that at it's over um on uh what is that street. It's like right off Division and okay, but it's a Sprague. it's a like a church type place. Then? Yeah, it's a church. And they have um, healing rooms. And they pray pray over you and stuff. Oh, cool! That's cool. Yeah. But I also like to go to different spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Check out different churches. Do you have kids at all, Leslie, or anything like that? Or uh, um, yeah, I have four kids. Yeah, four kids. Mm-hmm. Are they in Spokane or? Um, three of them are in Yakima. And uh, I talked. I talked to my son, and I just need to call him back up. Yeah. What would be your lesson? And what my would baby's be here. the babies are here? My baby. Oh. Yeah. What What would you want them to learn from you? I mean, do you have, would you have any message to them? Like, um. Yeah, just I not not to follow me. I mean, they've seen I how I've been before, and they didn't like it. So I know. I mean, to me, they uh, to me they felt like they they understood that that's not the right way to go. Not the right and path, just, yeah. And I just hope that they don't, you know, go that way. And I try, I try. I mean, I do encourage them to go to school and, you know, um, stay busy and, you know, because it's better than not doing nothing. Yeah. So do you hold a sign up at all ever? And just, I mean, I know you see a lot of people holding signs up. No, I haven't done that. You haven't done that. So how do you? What do you? How do you? I mean, what do you? How do you earn your income then? Um, well, I'm, I applied for um, ABD. <laughs> you got all these acronyms. What's ABD mean? It's, um, what is it? Age, Blind, and Disabled. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then the HEN program. It's like a housing program. Okay. To help you, um, uh, like, get a, they'll pay for your, uh, what do you call it? 
your uh, how your rent, and they'll give you okay a best pass, and they'll give you um, hygiene stuff. And, okay, yeah, that's good. Okay. And electricity, electricity too. I think. So, so what's your actions? I mean, I want you to get off the street, Leslie. What? What's? It's all about action, taking action. Yeah. So, what's your action that you're going to take over the next week to get yourself where you need to be? Like um, this week, it's like what is it? Wednesday today. Yeah. Tomorrow's the Fourth of July. What you're gonna? What are you gonna do? Um, I'm trying to help you. You know, put a plan in place. Yeah, no, it's just um, crap. Um, it's okay. I just have to kind of come into agreement with myself because I know myself, and I just right now I've, I'm. It's just gonna take a little bit more. Like I don't know. But a couple more days, at least, or not even a couple more days. I just need to freaking like <clears throat> relax and just clear my mind and stuff. But what action do you need, oh, need to take? Do you need to? I mean, do you need to contact. I mean, yeah, who do you well, need to contact? What, um, what? I have. I go to outpatient um, over at the American Indian Community Center. Okay. Um, Good Heart, and then and then I go to. Um, was it? Shoot. Um, and then I go to... Oh, come on, I think. Yeah, well, then I'm applying for ABD. And there's something else. I can't remember. Okay. So there's some things that you know, places you can go mm. to get kind of on your feet then. Yeah, I'm already... Yeah, I already started. And I just kind of fell back. Okay. Recently, so. Well, I want you to get back on on the horse yeah, and get get it done. Get get yourself, your kids your kids need when you get yourself clean mm-hmm. and on your feet. Your kids need to see your success story. Yeah. They need to see. Hey, look what my mom did. She got she got herself where she needed to be. She was in a rough rough spot and she mm-hmm. made made changes that she needed to make. So. Yeah. Well, Leslie, thanks for talking with me. I appreciate it. Uh, so my podcast is Gladiator Seminars uh, podcast, and we do um, we interview people. Uh, this week's topic is homeless in Spokane, homeless across the nation because it's a problem everywhere. And you look like you were you needed some help when I drove by, so I wanted just to talk to you and, and yeah. see what I could do and see if I could interview you. So uh, thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Yeah, thank you too. Hey man, how you doing? Good. Hey, I appreciate you uh, taking some time uh, with me. I'm the, the, the stuff that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. being homeless, and so they want to know what your story is, like what, like how you got uh, to I this got position. Because um, the city called my fifth wheel. Okay. I had a fifth wheel behind pond one. It was parked there for a little while. I also got cellulitis in my left leg, which is pretty nasty stuff. Oh shit, man. And, it leaves me out of work and I can't get a job. Okay. I am for disability and basically left just like that. So, um, how old are you? I'm 35. You're 35. And what, what's your first name? Edward. Edward. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like you got a pretty bad uh, leg infection yeah, to me. Have you, got, have you got, went to a clinic or anything? Mm-hmm. And what'd they say? They said stay off my feet and stay hydrated and... Basically, that's it. It'll take months to a year of just being off my feet for it to be rehabilitated. Okay. To get away from it, to get uh, better, I guess, basically. 
So, so how long have you been homeless then? Since last summer. Since last summer. What happened last summer that caused that's you? That's when they towed my fifth wheel. So you were living in a fifth wheel. Mm-hmm. You, you don't consider that homeless then? I mean, I do, but I don't. I, it's not like a home home, but... It's, mean, you were, li- yeah, were you working at that time? Yeah, I was doing some odd jobs under the table. Okay. In there, but yeah, I wasn't fully employed. Yeah. So um, you have family here in Spokane? Not really. Like you, but do you have some then? Yeah. Who? I have a dad and stepmom and some sisters. So what would, if you could give them a message? What would it be? I wouldn't. You wouldn't give them a message. You'd, no. What kind of relationship do you have with them? I don't have one. You don't have one. Do you want to have one someday? No. You don't have one. Want to have one someday? So um, what do you think your next? I mean, what's your next steps? To get off the street and get yourself in an apartment and you know just where you need to be. Um, I filled out one of those applications for those places downtown to get into uh, like the wolf apartments or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm just waiting to hear back from them pretty much. And then I left my social security disability location. So I have to go to the doctor's again and see that get a note and all that stuff. Well, just from looking at your leg, it looks like there's a major infection there. Yeah, I can't really stand on my feet. You need to be. On, are you on any kind of medication at all? Yeah, I was on antibiotics, but that's about it. Yeah, you you need to be on antibiotics for that. Yeah. So, um, how dangerous is is it out on the street? I mean, in Spokane, as a homeless person. It depends, uh, really, on on you. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it wouldn't. It's not too dangerous at all if you just mind your business and don't look for trouble yeah. basically but it potentially gets probably dangerous you know it just depends on what you allow yourself to get into for the most part so uh, have you heard of trap houses before mm-hmm. have you do you, are there quite a few around here in spokane not really there's not not really because i know i i talked to another um, person here and he was talking about trap houses and how I'd never heard the yeah, term before, there, man. There, there is, there's, but there's that in every city, you know what I mean? But, I mean, they particularly, they can be just a, a brand down broken home that are more like a utilized shelter for whatever purposes, no matter legalized purposes or not. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, basically that's the definition of it, you know? And he talked about how Basically, people get trapped in these houses through drug use and sales, etc. So, huh. Well, so, how about, like, if you were to give a message to, like, somebody out in Spokane who doesn't, or just my listeners in general, because homelessness is just not a problem here in Spokane. You look at Seattle, you look at Portland, there's a lot of people out there that are homeless right now. And my whole thing is I want to just, I want to help tell your story so people will look at you a little bit differently. Like, man, that's a real person that has right. some challenges that he needs to, we need to help him get through. Yeah, society doesn't really view that as part of another human being. That's for sure. Most of the time, they, like, I could be laying over there coughing and hacking, bleeding, and an hour would go by before somebody would probably even ask. 
Yeah. So it, would, what would you tell someone who just did, doesn't know you from Adam and sees that you're homeless? What would you want them to know about you? That not every person's a bad person. Just because, but there's too many people who judge you by the way you look and by a book by its cover instead of potentially getting to know you. Getting to know you a little bit, yeah. So, again, going back to, because I want you to get off the street, what's your, what to, what, like, if you were to put a plan in place, an action plan over the next 30 days, hopefully mm-hmm. it's not that long, but how, what, what are some actions you need to take to get off the street? I'm sure everybody out here has somebody that they know that has a house or whatever, or a place that So what's your actions and what do you need to do? Are you, do you need to reach out to a family member and say, I need some help? I mean, would that be a part of your action plan? I tried. You've tried to reach out? Yeah. I mean, as many people as I've helped around here, I technically shouldn't even have to have. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I had a house and stuff, I, was, I helped a lot of people. And they... Yeah, and you think that, I mean, potentially that that's your friend and they say they care about you or they're worried about you. And I'm like, look, all I need is a place to be able to sit and elevate my legs. Yeah. And it helped me get through faster or ride. Simple, yeah. Two simple things. You know? And, and I can do the rest. You know what I mean? Oh, that's uh, pretty much it. And they're like, oh, we care or worry about you. Really? Because what the doctor says I need and what I'm telling you, I need, don't even allow. Like, yeah. So, I mean, day by day, I care less and less to talk to most people I know. I just, like, look, thinking about you, I'm getting to know you here. It's just like if you could reach out to one person who you you know and just say, hey, I need I need some help here. I just want, I need a week. I need a couple weeks. I need, a, you know, I need as much time as you can give me. I can't think of one. You can't think of one. Not anymore. Do you, um, how about... Um, like the shelters here in town, like, um, you know, some of the shelters, have you gone there before? No, but there's older people that are out here on the streets that need that more than I do. You know what I mean? Like, there's 50, 60 year old people out here, homeless. I would rather let them go. Let them. Yeah. I'm young enough, I ain't nobody bothered me really myself with some of my business. Yeah. So. But the thing is, you, you, you need to, I know you want to get off the street. Now, I, I wish I could, like, figure out a way just to, like, snap my fingers and you were off the street. How, I'm just trying to get you to think of someone. Uh, I know it sounds like, so do you have Social Security coming in or disability? Because that leg, I'm telling you right now, that right there, uh, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but that, I would think that would qualify you for something. Yeah. <coughs> I don't have that coming in yet, but... They say it takes a year to five years anywhere up to apply for it. So you've gotten some paperwork started though? Mm-hmm. Where's it at? Has it been submitted? It's already or? been put in. Yeah, it's okay. all online. Everything I did is on okay. computer. Everything's on. Oh, everything's online. Okay. Well, I, I would encourage you, man, to 
keep like checking on that get that thing going I, Again, I would encourage you to. You know, I think you, there probably you have someone out there that would help you. Are you on any kind of? I mean, everyone. I seems to think that I've talked to, like everyone's an addict that's homeless. Are you addicted to anything? I mean. I mean, I use drugs, but not really. I haven't had any in two days. So I really don't care. What kind of drugs do you use then? You use meth. Okay, you're. you're okay. So what's it going to take you to get off of that? Yeah, well, that that would probably be a first step. Not really. It's more you want to than you have to. It's not like yeah. earlier, but yeah, well, like I, I just said I haven't done any in two days. But I mean, where do you just, get it at, man? And just places. There's places where you go to get yeah, stuff like that. Okay. You know, I mean, there's that in every city. It's yeah, just, yeah. Society knows it's there, but it doesn't mean they have to throw it. In blatantly in their face you yeah know, you could still use drugs and have some common sense and proper yeah you can see i guess but not everybody thinks of that there's lots of stuff out there that's blatantly right in front of people's face every day but they overlook it or they just don't aren't keen to it because it's either kept more done correctly or not so know. do you think meth's something you could do recreationally then I you could I mean, not everybody. It'd be something you'd have to adapt to, you know, and learn. How long have you been uh, using meth then? Since I was 14. Shit, man, that's a long time. You you think it's a time? Do you think it's do you think it's a time for you to get off of that stuff, man? As someone who wants you to get clean and get get back. I mean, I mean, necessarily, it's, it it didn't it isn't what hindered me. So I mean. And I maintained a 3.8 GPA through high school. So it's just, I mean, it's something that I've, I don't know, I probably could do without. Yeah. You know, it's something I don't really have to have, but I mean, it helps. Does it help with the pain, you think? Especially, yeah, with the pain and being as tired as I am with this, because like I, I slept for a day and a half now, right? And I'm still tired, but yet I might have to get up to do something to earn some money to get some food or something. Yeah. So that's how it works. Well, you know, there's got to be some some pain medication that you get on. You can get on that's not not that stuff because I. Everything else is more addictive. Well, I know that oxycodone and all that you know that stuff is addictive too, from what I hear. That's but what I mean. It's more. Addictive. Is it? It's yeah, more. It's harder. See, I, I don't know. I also did do oxys a long time ago, and that's way worse than meth. And way worse. I, I, w- I wouldn't ever want to even pick up a pain pill again. Yeah. So, like, what's your, what's your, tell me what your typical day looks like. I'm gonna get up and probably go down the street to my buddy, see if there's anything I could help do, earn some money, and then get some food or whatever. Get something to eat. So you do have a, a friend or buddy around here that you go to that yeah. that you can like I have a couple places I do go to, but they already help out with what they can, how they can, you know. Are you do you are you a religious person at all yeah, or spiritual? I'm so I mean, have you been praying and going trying to get to church, to get to a church, 
to a church that might be able to help you? Nah. Not really. Why? Because I could pray for lots of things like that, but it ain't never happened. Oh, it ain't ever gonna happen. You know? Do you think you have to make the first, I mean, take the first step, though? Do you think you can, I mean, like, if you got off the meth, maybe some of those prayers, maybe some of that would come, you know, things would start happening in a good way uh, for you? That ain't it. You shouldn't have to give to get Maybe that's the biggest thing in society. Another thing is maybe that they don't believe that there's hope, so they already stay here the way they are. If they're showing that there is, they potentially might change. You can't force a change or want to change. You have to inspire. Yeah. And that's the biggest downfall about it. Everybody is saying, yeah, I don't know, you should be this, but for what? Do you believe you still have hope? Well, I think you've got to have hope, man. Because I think you got to... It sounds like you got a couple people that are one that would reach out to you and right. help you. And I think yeah. you I think you really need to reach out to some family. And just say, hey, I, I need some help with my leg. Um, Get uh, off the meth. No, nah, I don't really care about talking to my family. Yeah. Well, I got to go. Well, I, well, guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I just... Uh, this first episode, I wanted to do something... On homelessness, it's something that's been on my mind for quite a while now. I think probably because you see so much homeless nowadays. Um, the first gentleman, Robert, who was talking about how he went out and he was trying to help someone uh, get get people, these homeless people, off their property. Uh, what he was actually talking about was squatting. And there's actually people who come onto your property, believe it or not, in Washington State, they have rights. And you have to, as the landowner you have to give them uh, actual written notice that they are evicted from your property so what Robert was talking about there was it sounds like he was trying to help someone out there were some squatters there and then when the police came up he got kind of got rounded up with them so very interesting that he was talking about that again he came across pretty um, uh, clear-minded he didn't seem like he was really on anything to me um, but he also, uh, again, like he said, he came in to Washington state, um, got two felonies right out of the gate when he hit 50 years old. And then, uh, all of a sudden now he's, he's homeless as a result of it. He ha- did have a female companion there with him. Uh, she didn't say too much. I did actually did a interview with her as well, but she was not really, um, aware of what was going on she looked like she was on something and so i went ahead and cut that interview but robert again seemed like a real nice guy just some unfortunate set of events that took place that took him into a homeless situation now leslie uh she talked in acronyms seemed like a nice gal again um she though um was on um on meth she said that she was had done meth um she knew where the different uh, programs were where she could get some help uh when i was driving by and thinking about this podcast i need to get another interview she looked like she was pretty emotional alongside the road i pulled over talked to her are you okay started the interview um 
And again, we talked about how a third have mental health issues. I think she kind of is in that category. She also has some addiction issues. Um, so hopefully she can put some, put some things in place over the next uh, few weeks and get herself uh, on her feet and get her, get her uh, self off the street. The last guy, Edward, um, his leg was terrible. It was shocking how bad his leg was. I couldn't believe he was actually walking on that leg. It looked like uh, something um, that she, he should be in the hospital for. Uh, significant, he had um, some pretty bad um, like cuts all over his leg. I don't know if they were cuts or what they were. They were just huge sores and then it was discolored. Um, and uh, again, when I we started talking, again, it came out that he was also uh, an addict. Again, meth, he believed, you know, you can do meth recreationally. Um, pushed him a little on that, and then he pushed back on me and then kind of ended the interview. So um, very interesting interviews. Again, um, again, these, these homeless people that you see all across America, Spokane, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, go, every, go anywhere, uh, and you will see homeless people that really uh, hopefully this podcast gives you an awareness that there there are people out there dealing with significant issues like Robert said the first interview he says not everyone is an addict out here some of us have had some bad luck and we ended up homeless and I believe Robert I believe that is the case Uh, so uh, you guys you know just statistics as you guys I'm sure have heard uh, about 2% of the world's population is homeless. Um, about 2%, about 150 million uh, people are homeless. Uh, it looks like, the, believe it or not, these states that have the most homeless people, California, of course, 129,000, uh, New York. Again, these numbers don't look, look right to me. Uh, Florida, uh, California, New York, Florida. Texas and then Washington uh, have the the most homeless uh, per capita and then if you look at countries that actually have significant homeless people Uganda 500,000 Ukraine they have 1 million homeless people there Um, United Kingdom has about 300,000 and then United States it says that they have about we have about a almost 600,000, 554,000 homeless people. So very interesting statistics. Um, and I just think that uh, we all need to help people get get into these programs. They need to get clean first. They've got it. People have got to get clean. Uh, they're going to stay on the street if they stay addicted. Uh, and then there's got to be some kind of program in place where we can get these people help. Again, I don't believe in like handing out money to people. I did give these people five bucks to sit down and talk with me uh, for these interviews. Um, but I don't believe in you have to give give money out every time you see a homeless person. For God's sakes, man, uh, you, you're gonna run, the cost is going to run up pretty high if you're out traveling in, in town because there's just so many of them. So they've got to be able to get to work. I don't know what kind of program. I'd like to see one of the presidential candidates actually talk about a program that, they, that would help get these people off the street and working again get them clean i don't know what that is but it would be great to hear one of these candidates 
on either side of the aisle, Democrat or Republican, talk about how they would, what program they would put in place to help people get clean. So again, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast. I've got some great interviews, great guests coming up in the next few weeks. One of the gentlemen I got coming up is a gentleman, a motivational speaker uh, out of the East Coast, I believe North Carolina. Luke motivates. He's on on uh, he's on Facebook all over the place. Does some great little short videos um, about getting motivated, and uh, you're really going to enjoy him. And then I've got a couple other great inspirational people that are going to come on and really uh, I think help take your summer uh, and as we close this 2019 year out. Believe it or not, we got about six months left. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy these these upcoming guests. So with that, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share, comment, um, tell people about this podcast. Uh, We've got some great guests coming. So you guys have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gladiator Seminars podcast. Be sure to visit gladiatorseminars.com. Also, please feel free to share, comment, or send us a message. We'll see you next week.